This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Watch us on YouTube, listen on your favourite podcast platform, or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Leicester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Start with Chris, add a dash of sport, squeeze in some music, then shake, don't stir. And you've got the ultimate blend, LTID, with your host, Chris. Hello, good evening, good morning, good evening, goodbye, good whatever. Good times, 2-1. Yep, you don't have to pinch yourself. It happened, Leicester City won a game. Um, we only played one defensive midfielder. We actually had somebody that looked to the go looked at this game and said, "We need to win this. We better not go all defensive." <laughs> it's, it, I know, I know. <laughs> you you won't believe it, would you? You think I was going mad? Um, and again, substitutions at half time. What <laughs> what is going wrong at this club? Have we suddenly got in here somebody that's running it that knows what they're talking about? Surely not. We've had one of those, haven't we, for the past uh, four and a half odd years? Yeah. Shall I move on? Shall I move on? <laughs> Should I get excited, though? Should I really, really get excited? Or is it too early? I don't know. But this is LTID TV uh, from Less Little I Die. We are live on Facebook youtube and twitter thank you for joining us and if you are listening to the podcast thank you so much for lending me your ears we are on all the main podcast platforms lester till i die podcasts on the apple itunes spotify google anchor and all podcast platforms something is coming something big You know, when you're looking for something and you just cannot find what you've done with it, and then you suddenly realise it's right down at the bottom. 
Uh, <laughs> and you realise it's too late, you've gone past the moment. Uh, we are on all the major podcast platforms. And as you can see from that, we are also all over your socials. We're all, we're all over Brad as well. Although I'm sure he'd prefer us not to be all over him. Brad, good evening, sir. <laughs> Happy! Yeah, for once in my life, this weekend's been a very good weekend in football for Leicester fans and myself in general. So, yeah, it's been a good week weekend, mate. Very happy. Good. Highfields is in. Good evening, Highfields. How are you? And Nate is in all the way from the good old US of a Leicester City won a game and I missed it again. You know, there's, 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 there, is, there is something happening here, Nate. There's a bit of a, what do they call it, um, coincidence occurring. I'm saying nothing. I am saying absolutely nothing. And But it wasn't just the win, was it? It was like the team that was put out, um, the the attacking intent. Uh, it was just like the whole thing was... was had smile. I mean, all right, after eight minutes, we all went a bit like, mm. But we, I don't think two weeks ago we would have won that game. Oh, not a chance. Not the way... Brandon was lining us up and having us play. It just wasn't going to happen. And sometimes doing the simple things in football is what works, you know. Uh, I, I I know we don't like to talk about the pass and hold on to it too much, but uh, anyone who thought that throwaway 3-1 defeat to Man City was nothing to talk right home about, try telling that to Spurs fans. Um, yes. who, uh, he's been sacked. Yes, and they've left it. They left a sixteen-year-old in charge in Ryan Mason. Yeah, so can't get any worse. I mean, they couldn't even win the second half; they only drew it. <laughs> well, that is, this is true. And can I just say, look, I mean, you shouldn't laugh at another team's problems because we have our own. But it, this is Spurs, sure. so it's allowed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, a couple of seasons ago, they took nine attempts before they found somebody that would actually take the job on. Uh, not the fact that they took nine attempts to offer it to somebody, took nine attempts to find somebody that actually wanted to go and manage them. Then, after a season and a half, they got rid of him because he, well, everybody used to say Rogers sort of wanted to get himself sacked. I think uh, Conte definitely did. Um, and so they replaced him. And now they've sacked the guy that's replaced the guy that they sacked. I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, it's Disneyland, isn't it? <laughs> It's definitely something. I mean, I, I said, um, I put on my Facebook page, what does Tottenham Hotspur, a clown and a comedian all have in common? And that was, um, you're not sure quite what you're going to get, but you know by the end of the show, they're going to leave you in it with stitches and laughing because yeah. just watching them is 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 funny. It, it it's is. embarrassingly funny though, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Terry, I think you use the same stream as I do and it was bloody awful. Um, yeah. I didn't have much, for once to have much to say about the match because I didn't see most of it. But look, we are going to have um, a bit of fun tonight. Um, shall we? Um, shall we see what uh, Mr. Smith had to say after the game? Let's. We might even see a smile, Chris. Who knows? Well, <laughs> it has been known, hasn't it? It has been it known is. that a smile appears occasionally. Okay, let me just. Um, Bring this up. There's the league table, which doesn't look quite as bad. And I know it's only on goal difference, but who gives a shit? Uh, but here we <laughs> I'll go. take it if that's how it is at the end of the season, mate. I'm sure every last of one would. Exactly, exactly. Let's have a look at Mr. Smith. Here we go. 
He's not saying much. He's very still. <laughs> no, you're quite right. Talking along with uh, Jerry Taggart. Oh, this is the highlights. Here we go. Let's have a look at the highlights. John Terry was the absolute expert at that on the pitch and how hopefully that can translate. Telemans has been robbed here. Wolves are in. It's a bit of a gift and they've taken it. Mateus Cunha scores. Leicester gave it away. And a bright start has come to nothing because Wolves have scored after 13 minutes. Faze turning his back on the ball. Yeah, a little bit of criticism goes for it. Uh, I, I, it's it's one of them. You you either commit to it. I don't know if the handball bias rule gets in your head, and oh, you you see it a lot, don't you? Know I think we scored a few goals where the defender who has just moved out of the way of it and it's helped sail in the net. The FA Cup. Yes, just about to say Thiago Silva yeah. against Tillman. So it's a mistake that needs to be stopping happening but we'll find out when i mean dean smith does bring that up so um but yeah it's it's a lesser mistake as per whole season that's cost us a goal there again but then it gets better let's go back 37 minutes gone feels like a massive moment in leicester city season jose sar bounces on his line here comes kelechi in at joe scores <laughs> 1-1. Maybe, just maybe, a mood-changing goal inside King Power Stadium. Dean Smith's first home goal is scored by Kelechi Iheanacho. 1-1. Into... Now, I know you don't like to see players do that when up to date the penalty. Uh, it, it gave me the shakes, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Open blast it, but look, it was a cool penalty. Yeah, considering our situation, given the moment, given the match, um, mm. it was a very cool penalty. I mean, he sat Jose Sar down, so it, it looks even more comfortable. The only thing that the other thing that does annoy me about them stuttering penalties is they look like they look brilliant when they happen like that. Yes, but with this encroachment rule. I was thinking, God, I'm surprised they didn't check for an encroachment because it did look like there was some movement. Thankfully, mm -hmm. there wasn't. He didn't have to retake it. And hindsight's a wonderful thing, knowing that. But he scored it. And you just, I said it after the match, didn't I, to you, Chris? You felt the atmosphere found a second light lease of life in the yeah. ground. And we all know what happened afterwards. We do. Uh, let's have a look at what happened afterwards. Rupert and Didi, and now Buba Sumara as we await the introduction of Dennis Pratt. Yeah, lovely football. Sumare to Christensen. Christensen pulls it back to Timothy Castagna, who sweeps it home for 2-1. And is that liftoff for Leicester in their battle to avoid relegation? Massive goal. Scored by Timothy Castagna after a flowing move. And in Dean Smith's first home match in charge, Leicester lead with 15 minutes left. 2-1. Oh, what a goal. Beautifully constructed. Beautifully tucked away there by Timothy Castagna. I was trying to work out who it was who'd scored the goal.
I've got to say this before before we go any further, and I'm not going to get excited. I am going to get excited because we've not had a lot to get excited about this season. But... It's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming. Football's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming. Football's coming home. And just for you, Brad, because that was for me. And why not? <laughs> yeah, might, might as well enjoy it. And I'll tell you what was so pleasing about that second goal. It wasn't just because it gave us a win. It wasn't just because it it, it was at that point where you probably felt that if the game would have gone on much longer, hmm. we would have all kind of gone, you know what, take the point. We wanted yeah. the win, but take the point. But the build-up play. That was Leicester of two and a half years ago. It was sexy football. I mean, Samare takes a little run. He passes it to Inacho, gives it in Baku, gives it to Christensen. The, the trouble ball across the box where the defenders don't know whether to stick or twist. Castagne rolling it in. It looked like a Leicester move of old. It was nice to see a little bit of that back for the goal. It was. And look, I mean, <laughs> do you remember the hair bear bunch? I was talking to I, you. I do. You can look to me, but it's just a baby, of course. Uh, but yeah, that, that's my new nickname for the back two. Um, but look, do you remember? Do you remember Andy King's goal against West Ham in the Great Escape season? Yes, yes, it I do. Was, the back pit, Andy po- Andy King at the back stick, as they used to say, was yeah. his trademark goal. He, he scored some important goals for us and again he gets too much stick for me but look that goal that I have just witnessed there and I witnessed on Saturday well I didn't witness on Saturday because it was a bloody awful stream but that goal that I've just witnessed there has a feel of that Andy King because that Andy King goal against West Ham which was a topo kin but it was like it that's what kick-started the great escape and I wonder because to me that has that sort of feel about it. It does in, a, in, in an eerie sense as well, because if I remember rightly, we then had um, we had West Ham and it, we played someone like Swansea just afterwards and he scored again in that game, didn't he? He scored yeah. again. I think it was more a comfortable 2-0 win. It wasn't a goal by Swansea on that occasion, but we beat them 2-0. We played someone else in and around us and we beat them away. It might have even been Burnley, I think. It might have been where... where they missed the penalty, but went up the other end. And we're in the same sort of situation with the fact that we've got Leeds away, you know, Tuesday night, we've got Everton at home. And yeah. these are the sort of things that if we're going to do another great escape, because, all right, it's not going to be a great escape in terms of statistically, because we're never bottom. Well, we nearly could have been had Southampton not bottled the yeah. league out over Arsenal. But in terms of surviving a season where we've looked dead and buried, it would mimic it in that sector, wouldn't it? And that's where it all counts, realistically. You, you know, if you're going to be a Forest fan, I was having banter with on uh, Twitter. Said, <laughs> oh, don't, don't the three, it's not the great escape. <laughs> and then I love the Leicester <laughs> fan that went on and did us winning the Premier League again. You'll never reach these heights. And I'm like, oh dear. But they won the European Cup when no one cared about it. Like there was yeah. two teams in it, so it doesn't count really. Not good. No, that is that is very true. That is very true. But look, let's take. I mean, t- uh, 
Highfield says here, uh, Kelechi missed the penalty last season doing the step up at Palace away. Okay. I mean, Vardy was injured, so he couldn't take it because he probably would have been the first choice. Um, Tielemans has not so long ago missed a penalty, didn't he? I can't remember which match it was in. Um, and I was started thinking, who's going to be taking this penalty? And yeah. Then, and when it was in that show, I thought, this is the guy who scored against his former team in the 91st minute at Wembley to win us the English Super Cup. I'm thinking, yeah, okay, every, every, no, you shouldn't miss a penalty. We, we know that, but penalties are missed. But I think out of the choice that we had, I'm glad Kalechi went up to take it. Yeah, I am. I mean, yes, he had a stuttery start to his penalty taking career. I'm a big advocate of strikers taking penalties for me because it kind of should come with a job description. Yes. I think you're a striker. You're used to scoring goals in pressure situations. You're used to scoring goals where maybe everybody else on the pitch from midfield or a defender wouldn't be expected to score. Uh, and and you should take the impetus, lead from the front. And let's face it, we're, we're not just talking on the pitch, but we're going to need a replacement for the reliable Vardy of penalty duties anyway. And he has been given that responsibility Yes. We're not getting to have Tillman's here next year, so we can't keep giving him the responsibility. We need somebody here who, if Leicester do stay up, and we're still obviously a long way off securing that. You know, this is only one one win. You know, we can't as much as we try not to get ahead of ourselves here, but we need somebody who we can rely on in their moments go, Okay, we've got ourselves a Paul Gallagher here, we've got ourselves a Jamie Vardy. We're more confident he's gonna score it than miss them. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember? I'm keep taking you back here, don't I? Uh, if anybody wonders, that is Earth, Wind, and Fire, September. Humming <laughs> in my head when I do that. Um, I think it was the year we got promoted, and David Nugent was our uh, top scorer that season. And he'd said yes. at the start of the season, "I need to start taking more penalties," because he was our number one striker. Quite rightly at the time, I think he was. You know, Vardy hadn't yet made that breakthrough to be, you know, the number one. Uh, and he 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 got most of them, um, yeah. And, and yeah, it's got to be a striker's responsibility, then a midfielder, then a defender for me. Yeah, um, I and if you're Man United, you hope it doesn't get down to the goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and if you're Brighton, you hope that March doesn't take a penalty when it's not March. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. but yeah, you should. I always felt it was strange. I, I mean. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, Leicester have been quite fortunate over the years, but it always it always puzzled me growing up in the night is watching Heskey, Claridge, Marshall, even Graham Fenton, who could take a penalty, took a few penalties for us when he was on when he was on the pitch under O'Neill. But it was always left to the likes of Is it? I mean, I yeah. remember some of our penalty shootouts, you know, the infamous FA Cup penalty shootout against Arsenal. You know, when we beat Leeds and was it Leeds and Fulham we beat on our way to Wembley one year on penalty yeah. shootouts. Yes. But I always found it strange that we had Elliot Walsh ahead of the likes of Heskey and, 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 and Cotty and, and players like that. I thought, you're a striker. Leave from the example. Surely, out of all the goals you score in your career, you know, the penalty should be the easiest one for you to lash it in the back of the net. I suppose, That's why they say a penalty favours the striker. Yeah, I suppose if you are like an is it that, that can put them away, um, or an Eden Hazard, I guess, but he's a left winger for another example of a midfielder. Sorry, yeah, just... yeah. no, but but it's like to me, you know, I remember you know, when we lost on penalties, Southgate, where have you? Where was Paul Ince? Yeah, 
he should have been there. And all right, maybe he doesn't feel confident, but he should. But anyway, we're we're, we're going off on a tangent. Um, Terry yeah, Castagna's looked better under uh, Smith. Uh, Chris, it wasn't just Cags that Rogers was responsible for. It looks like half the team. <laughs> uh, let's not get too carried away, but yeah, come on. Uh, Rico, good evening. Welcome along. Uh, before we get on to the next video, it sounds like uh, this is, well, the blue channel with the background we've got here. Uh, <laughs> Dean, Dean Smith does Dallas. <laughs> there you go. That's that's the next video. Up. Um, I saw this picture on social media, and I thought, what the hell? Now, I have doctored it a little bit, as you will see, but as I ask, anyone remember the last time we saw this amount of passion in the technical area? And just you can, wow. see, you can just see Brendan popping his head up at the bottom there. The um, little saw that is. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it, it. I mean, even when he scored, it was, wasn't it? You know, I mean that. Mm. If, if that is what he is in, you know, if that is him, that's what he's going to install into his players, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you saw you saw the reaction of the players after Kel scored the penalties. You saw the massive celebrations. Okay, that's that's probably influenced by the relief as well of the situation Leicester are in, or, and, and they ended up putting themselves in that come the full time result. But you saw the celebrations. From the equaliser, you saw the celebrations when Cags, uh, when Castagne made it um, two one, and the full time celebrations. The staff, mm. I mean, Kalecchi and Acho, I've never known him to leap off the air and be an aerial threat. But if he could use his celebration to leap up for some corners, he must have been about ten foot in the air. I love yeah, the that picture. I remember against Brighton when it was bloody freezing in the ninety third minute yeah. <laughs> yeah. injury time. Look at that. I mean, that is... I mean, I've jokingly said, could this mean at the bottom? And it, I know it's not. But, you know, I've not been Tillman's biggest fan at times this season. But And the funny thing is, I've just cut it off there. But Vardy has stood next to him, looking like he couldn't give a poo. Uh, but Tillman's there. I mean, he's on the subs bench at that point. Fair play to the guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to see the passion within it. And it, and it it shows you that anything that Dean Smith has said before, prior to being in charge for a the Man City game and and, and that game, it is all smoke and mirrors. It isn't just a little script that he's read saying the same old. But he's clearly instilled that in there. I mean, I can forgive Vardy. You know, I know you had a little life's a pitch moment about him laughing with Harland or three that. But I can give give Vardy here because he's obviously disgruntled. He'd rolled his ankle and he probably didn't feel like leaping around because he didn't want to do any damage. No, no but, but it was just a seeing, look on his face yeah, as well, you know. Yeah, of course. I, I suppose like it's hard. He's let one out, but... Uh... It, it might have been. He, he might have got permission from his wife to let out a fart. We don't know. But, yeah, it's good to <laughs> see. This is true. This is it's true. good. It's good to see the passion, especially when you could easily say that Dean Smith could have gone into that dressing room and gone, "You sign a new contract." No, under twenty ones. You sign a new contract. No. You know he could have done that, and then we could have never seen certain players again. The fact that he's going, no. whatever your decision is in the summer, we'll let it be. He's energised them, and you can just see it, Chris. Can't yeah. you? Can see it well, in that picture. Talking of energising them, shall we have a look what Dean Smith had to say after the match? Let's, mate. Let's, because I've not seen these myself yet, so I'm quite excited.
You think you're sponsored by a trading company? Dean, congratulations. Your, your first win as Leicester City manager. You must be a very happy man. Yeah, really pleased. Um, we wanted an aggressive start. I thought we got that. Um, unfortunately, another mistake cost us for the goal. Um, and Wolves punished us. And then I thought it was tough for 20 minutes. Uh, I thought we got a little bit overrunning midfield. Um, you know, their movements and their their timing was a little bit better than ours. Um, you know, but then we... We play a ball into the space and Jamie Vardy does what he does best when the ball's in there. Um, you know, beats the goalkeeper to it, wins the penalty and, uh, you know, we can go in at half-time all square. Um, and, you know, he'd rolled his ankle so it gave me the opportunity to, to change it and, and get another number in midfield. And uh, I thought we started the second half really well and created some really big chances. The goalkeeper's made a good save from, from Dakar and uh, Keenan, Keenan's put the, the rebound over the bar and, uh, and then Cags has had a really good chance from a from a corner and the keepers made a really good save again so I thought we created the big chances I thought they were less of a threat in the in the second half and we defended our box really well so I'm uh, really pleased because that will give everybody a big lift given the current run of form we was on. You've spoken a lot about collective spirit and character um, they showed all that didn't they having gone behind not just to win the game but to win it having gone behind. Yeah to come from behind with the current run of form we're on to a to another mistake concede the goal to another mistake you know you it's very easy as a player to think everything's against you. But, you know, there has been a lot of questioning in our spirit. Um, I thought that showed it. Um, we've still got six massive games to come, but this gives us all a big lift. Um, but we won't rest on our laurels. We'll, we'll get prepared and ready now for Leeds on Tuesday. And you must have enjoyed some of the football that the team played, including the move and the finish for the second goal. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you've got your, your left-back crossing to your right-back to score, um, it just shows how aggressive we were at times. Um, you know, I thought Buba Samari was, was outstanding as well. Um, won a lot of ball, carried the ball really well for us as well. So, uh, But some of our link-up play when we're on it is, is, is very good and it just shows the ability of these players. We saw what it meant to everybody at full time. Um, how important do you think the three points are for, for the whole mood of the place? I think it's big, again, just because of the current run of form. You know, uh, you could see the fans got behind us. Um, I said before the game, we need to get them off their seats and cheering and uh, they go home, home happy today um, because this can be a real tough place for teams to come and play. And um, hopefully we can continue that on, on Tuesday. We've spoken about the goals, but defensively as well, there was some serious pressure at the end from Wolves and, and to hold on and to, to block and tackle us as well as it did, must be very pleasing. Yeah, and that's what you've got to do. You've got to put your bodies on the line at times. Um, you know, Dan's made a good save from Nevis' free kick as well. Um, you know, I think that was probably their, their biggest chance uh, in, the, in the second half. Uh, but there's some really good blocks. We've got numbers in the box. Defended really well. And, you know, we always, we always found that out ball when we needed to. Probably the last five or, five or six minutes, you know, we probably dropped a little bit too deep and never really had an out ball from them. But uh, defended it well. Just finally, you mentioned Jamie Vardy rolling his ankle. Do you think he'll be OK for Tuesday? And what's the news on, on James Madison and, I guess, Harvey Barnes as well? Yeah, I mean, I think you can see from, you know, the eight minutes after the penalty, Jamie Vardy was back running and, and sprinting. Um, but I just felt that, you know, I could say, listen, you've done enough for us. You've won that penalty, got us back in the game. You know, we had our three centre-forwards on the pitch anyway. Um, so I felt it was, uh, you know the right time to go and rest Vards at that period then and, and get another midfielder on and uh, I thought that worked well. And, and, and James and Harvey? 
Yeah, so uh, Madders, I got the, the dreaded phone call from the doc this morning to, to tell me that Madders had been uh, up with sickness uh, during the night, so it wasn't well enough. I would expect him to be, re be ready for Leeds, and you know Harvey will train with us tomorrow as well. Hopefully, he's ready for Leeds as well. We are indeed. I'm trying to get rid of the sponsorship, but there's not a lot I can do. Uh, Brookline, one, he said the word there, didn't he? Honesty. Yeah, it is. You know, it's so refreshing. It's just refreshing. I mean, I almost want to give the guy the contract now. Sod this interim. Well, I was going to say, is, is, are we listening to somebody talking themselves into a job? Yeah, Chris, we really are. I mean, I mean, I love the fact that if you went back and it, it bore you to death to do, so don't do it. Please don't do it. It'd come with a health warning. But if you went back and listened to some of the, the Seals um, post-matches, when he was talking about, oh, we went too deep, we went too deep. I like the fact that he kind of went, yeah, we went a little bit in our ads, but we did well. We did our job well, and that's what ultimately mattered. So he, got, he, he praised the fact that even though it was a bit deeper than he liked, he understood and appreciated the situation we were in. We haven't won in, what was it, eight games before this one. Yeah. It would have been easy for us to... You know, it's a lot easier, harder to do what you want, what you're being told mentally in that defensive moment to yeah. to be a bit on the edge. Like you said, OK, we didn't have the outlet for the last eight minutes, but they got the job done and that's all that matters. So the way he talks, it, I, I saw the comment you put up there, Chris, spot on. He's just mm. not lying to these players. He's being honest and you've got to love it. Talking of the, the predecessor's press conferences, and I shouldn't joke about these things, but... I, I've been there myself, so I feel I'm I'm, I'm a little bit allowed to. But apparently, um, Samaritans have had to lay some staff off because everybody in Leicester stopped ringing them on a Saturday <laughs> evening. <laughs> so, sounds, sounds about right. Sounds about right. <laughs> it, it does, doesn't it? I mean, oh, it's just great to, to see. He mentioned him there. Um, and again, we've not been his... his, his um, Biggest fans this season, but Samari, I mean, we bought a champion, and he actually in that game showed what we bought. Really, I mean, that one too he did uh, in the build-up to the goal, and then the pass just through to open space to Christensen to run onto it. I mean, it was the for me, I actually said in 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 the watch along that's the best move of the match, and somebody said that's been the best move of the bloody year, and they probably weren't wrong. You know what? Some I feel like Dean Smith had a complete fresh look on his players. I know we keep praising it for it. I know it's because it was so bad; it's probably easy to do. But he almost like he looked at Samara and went, "You're a bit of a stocky fella. I want you being aggressive. I don't want you being tippy tappy, yeah. sideway passy." Uh, I did see how clever I was at me rhyming now. I could be a football manager, me. Uh, anyway, you know what I mean? He, he looks at him and went, you've got a bit about you. You've got a bit of build. I mean, his legs look like tree trunks. They really do. He's got some muscle about him. He went, I want you to get in the face. I want you to win the ball. I want you to shoulder them off it. And I want you to just push, push us forward. Mm. Honestly, I know a lot of fans joined us for the, the watch along at the end for the full-time little fallout where we do our own the immediate, little... The immediate reaction. Yeah, the immediate one. Um, but he, he, and I'll say it when we get to the ending of the show where we do the, we go through my player ratings, but he was like a man possessed. And that's what we paid 20 odd million for. If that's the player we've got for 20 odd million and Dean Smith's crapped how to use him, that's what I want to see every game. It was yes. fantastic. 
Um, yeah, as Brookline says there, that's the exactly the way Samari played on the little highlights clips. Um, Brendan is such a dope. <laughs> I mean, I, I said this. I think it was in the in the post, you know, in the post match straight after on the watch along. Um, but uh, the Vestergaard moment when um, Rob Tanner said to to Brendan Rodgers, "Why did you buy a player that doesn't fit into your system or your style of play?" And he says, "But I have done." That's what you know, and he really put Rob Tanner down. And a year later, he's dropping him, and we never see him again. And Rob Tanner's going, um, but why buy a player? He's he, I can't remember, I can't remember his exact words, but he said in that first end of that the first season where when we bought him, he said, I need some more to play like this. And I'm thinking, well, why didn't you buy a player that plays oh, that way play. instead yeah. of buying a player and trying to change him? It, it's almost like Chris. That the the I mean, we joke about this time, but I really think that someone at Leicester must watch this channel and we do our post match reports and stuff because I I said for weeks on end, and and you also agree, you know you've agreed with me, and we both think alike on these sort of things. It's scary when we think alike, but we it do, is. and is. that is Rogers tried to make a team of individuals play his style, whereas Dean Smith's look at these bunch of individuals and gone how can I get the best out of you lot and play a way that suits you lot? And that's that it's can football really be that simple, Chris? Cause he's making it look that way. Cause he's taken that 25 man squad and gone. Okay. Best mix playing that way. Best results go. And that's exactly what we've seen. I think it was Brian Clough once said that football is a simple game complicated by uh, rules and tactics. It certainly seems that way. And, and, and I think it is. And I've got to say, and I've, I wanted to mention this at the start, and I forgot, but from just following on very nicely from what you said, so thank you for the link in. Um, if you go to Leeds at the weekend, um, there's a big sign on the main entrance that said, side before self every time. And I put a tweet out saying, hmm, Shane Rogers isn't here to actually read that. Uh, because... It, it does feel like you've just said. Then Dean Smith said, "This is what the, this is what they can do. This is what I'm going to get them to do." And uh, where Rogers, as you said, was looking and thinking, like, "Well, this is what I want them to do." Simple, mm. isn't it? Really, it really is. It it just sums it up. I mean, like you said, why sign players and then ask them to play not to their strengths? It doesn't make any sense at all. You just got to do it right. And I put a thing out again on 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 my socials. Uh, dear top, have a word in John ears, as in Rudkins, and make sure we keep hold of this guy. Your sincerely, Leicester fans. Two games back. All right. <laughs> Let's be honest with you. It is only two games, but to come back, be chosen to. And we touched on this again post match on, on the watch along. To be picked when you've got a player who's been playing all season twice a week sometimes in Suta, uh, to go and say, this guy, and apparently Terry was telling me, after, you know, it was actually John Terry that so why is this guy not playing? He's fantastic. Uh, but to come back in, have two Man of the Match performances, and all right, that's very objective, but the guy that does our Man of the Match, Alan Bennett, picked him two weeks running, and I actually agree with him. We've got to try and do our best. We've got to try and re-sign this guy, haven't we? Well, it's like I said, it, it all depends on where Leicester are, what happens in the summer, 
immediately first thing that needs to be happened is when we know where we're playing our football, mm. decide on Dean Smith. And then if you make that decision, make sure you're telling because that could be the difference. And I know people might say, no, go for Potter still, even if he keeps up. But the difference between keeping a player like Cags at the club and then ultimately still going off on a free no matter what could be that sort of manager in the dressing room. You don't know what Potter's like in the dressing room. We know we can get teams playing well, and I'm not disputing that. But mm. if he's bringing this atmosphere in and all of a sudden Cags goes and plays 10 games, you know, including the two he's already played, so he goes and finishes the season with eight or 10 games to his name, he might think, if he's here, I don't want to go anywhere. I will yeah. take an offer. Even if it's 18 months he signs a contract for, it's better than saying, see you later, I guess, Cags, thanks for the memories. We said, didn't we? We said that, um, I know I've said, and I believe you know, I think you have as well, you have to do what is best for the club. And if Dean Smith has shown, if Dean Smith keeps us up, he's created a bit of a miracle. All right, you could argue it's not as good as the greatest game. But my God, had we not changed things, we, would have, we wouldn't have even been talking about possibly staying up. We would have been talking about going down. He deserves that chance. And what we've seen is 10 games where we can say, this is what Dean Smith can do. You bring yeah. Potter in and away days are great. But when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. We don't know what he can do. Let's be honest with you. That is the gamble because, you know, this... This is almost like, you know, Dean Smith being on a trial, isn't it? You know, you, yes. when you go in, you, you've got a week to impress us. And if you can, if you can make the McDonald's uh, a cheeseburger look really nice, you've got the job. It's a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's a double audition as well, isn't it? Because we have to remember there's still players here that are on two, three-year deals. Um, so... They're auditioning for whoever's going to be the manager. And if he's bringing the feel-good factor, which he clearly has to the club, then these players are now auditioning for him as well as him auditioning for the club. And honestly, right, let's, let's just go down the... Let's get ahead of ourselves here, right? Let's just say we do go and beat Leeds on Tuesday night and we go and beat Everton, we go and beat Fulham and Leicester are safe and we go and get maybe four points out of Newcastle, Liverpool and West Ham and we stay up. Why wouldn't you give them a job? And yeah. why wouldn't you then players that feel happy and, and loving life at Leicester again want to work for this manager? Yeah. You know, we, we, if, if it's another guy in charge, they might go, well, I don't know if you're going to play me or not. I, I knew with Dean Smith I was going to play. Mm. So, you know, yeah, exactly. don't, don't rock the boat. 
No, 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 there's a lot to be said. But uh, I think, to be honest with you, I mean, um, I'll, I'll just answer this question, then we're going to go on and have a look here in Nacho's interview. Uh, Scott, good evening. How are you? Welcome along. Uh, should the club be looking at the recruitment of players rather than the players the manager wants? I think it's got to be a combination of the two. And I don't think you've got to look, like you've just said, at who you're going to get in until you know who the manager's going to be. Uh, there's yeah. no point... Um, the, the recruitment staff saying, right, we're playing this player, buying this player, buying this player, and you buy in a player that the ref, you know, the guy wants to play, you know, three at the back, and we've bought, a, you know, another centre. It, it, you've got, it's got to be a combination because you don't want to yeah. buy the wrong players, but then again, you don't want to be in the position that Brendan was where we were buying yeah. these players. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, don't get me wrong, the recruitment team will be doing what, it, yeah, I feel like there'll be certain parts of that backroom staff that Dean Smith will go, don't take this the wrong way, but I'm only an interim. So you do your job and build a list. So if I am here in the summer, you're going to give me 20 players. And I'm going to say, okay, I don't want a wing back. I We don't need a wing back. So all the wing, you know, you know, and then he can analyze it and cross them off or tick them and go, that's the area. Yeah. You know, then he can judge for himself. But I think as an interim manager, he will say to the recruitment staff, you build a list for the summer, and if I'm in charge, brilliant. I'll look through your list. But I'm not. It's not my job because I'm only here for seven, six to seven weeks, as I'm aware of. Yeah. Right. Let's have a look. The first goal scorer stood up, uh, took a lot of bottle. Let's be honest with you. Uh, but then again, it you know it did on that that Wembley penalty. Um, we might find out who sponsors us again at the start of this video. But this is Kel's talking uh, post-match, uh, and I'm sure he'll mention the penalty. Here we go. Some reason it played at the end. Let's play that from the start. I don't know what's going on here, guys. Bear with me. It's very quiet. <laughs> it's not. Oh, that's my favourite moment, Chris. I love a I, I, I love a Kel interview and hearing him speak. You had one job, Chris. No, I'll tell you for why. Obviously, we're gonna enjoy it, but we need to we need to um, focus on the next game now. Saw your roar at full time. Was that relief? Was it pride? Was it a mix of feelings? Yeah, I think it's a, it's sort of mixed mixed feelings there because um, obviously we haven't win in a long time and uh, I think this gives uh, the fans uh, hope this gives the club hope these three points give everybody in the football club hope to keep supporting because uh, um, so many people have doubt uh, our um, our qualities, our togetherness uh, our football, everything our defending attack, everything So, but today we showed character to, to to win the game today. Hopefully, we keep the momentum going and into the next game, we keep winning. And to win it from behind, what does that say about the the spirit which, which Dean Smith has managed to instil in the group in, in such a, a small space of time? Yeah, um, we, had, we have a strong character and uh, um, obviously when we go down, um, we didn't stop pressing, we didn't stop playing. We keep going and keep going, and we keep pushing each other to 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 get the to get the goal. So um, 
we are really happy sticking together as a group, doing this together. Everybody, the staff, the players and the fans, most importantly. So we're really happy today. Hopefully, well, we keep that form to the next game. No one was going to stop you taking that penalty. It, it was a pressure moment, but you were you were the coolest person inside King Fast Stadium. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I was, um, I was uh, confident. Yeah, I was, um, I was calm. But you know, there is always a pressure when when you want to take a penalty because you don't know uh, if you're gonna miss or score. So, um, hopefully, luckily, I, I, I scored and and uh, get the get the goal. Um, yeah. So I'm um, together with Dede, um, first get the penalty and uh, I was also, he did really well making a good run behind the defenders to get us a penalty to come back in the game. So I'm really happy. And you played a slightly different role than, than we've seen today, almost like it in, in the number 10 role in the first half anyway. Did you, did you enjoy that role? Is it something that you're very comfortable doing? Yeah, at this point, I don't mind where I play at this point. So I just need to... Um, help my team to get the points that we need. Together we can do it. If I play up front or number 10 or wing, it doesn't matter. So we just stick together as a team to get the points that we need. Oh, I mean, I do apologise. I was playing the video. I was trying to avoid your FBS bit again because it was annoying you and it kept jumping to about halfway through the video and then it forgot to swap it over um how is that man not our number one striker no i know you talk about jamie Vardis and you said you'd bend over and have his children i won't go that extreme with nacho but if i am i am 100 yes, i am 100 straight but I, I i i will actually admit i've always had a little bit of a man crush on on Ian actually i just love the way he talks so passionately he's like yes. my club our club we need to, oh it's just like oh you just want to give him a hug he looks so <laughs> happy when when we win and he plays well you can see him and you listen to him at the end there i don't care where i play as long as i'm playing yes Please make sure I don't care if if you want to put Varley left wing, just I don't care. Find a way, put him in defence, put him in goal, put him wherever. Just make sure Nacho is always in your eleven because he's so he's so brilliant. He's I just I love his press conferences. I could I, I was one of them that when everybody kind of went oh I don't know or oh, well, at least we'll get fifty million off Man City with the buyback clause. I was like no, don't let him go. Sign him, get it out of the contract. I love. He's so brilliant. As he said, is, mate. Yeah. Passionate, passionate humble. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's, yeah, told you, bro. Normally it is eight o'clock, but we've got two shows tonight. We've got Sloppy Seconds Later, which is uh, talking about having Vardy's babies. Uh, we've got Sloppy Seconds, which is the Leeds United preview. Uh, blame, blame the... Playing the Premier League, sticking two games in in a week so close together, you know. Um, I I always have that problem, Lena. What can I say? It's why it's why I'm living on my own these days. Uh, but anyway, moving on. <laughs> shall we? Uh, shall we have a look at our other goal scorer and see what he oh, yeah. post match? And what I'm going to do now because I got it wrong last time. Let's transfer. Here we go. Let's do it first. Here we go, Timothy. It's over to you, Timothy. Before we talk about Leeds we have to mention the winning goal um he must have been thrilled to to get there and to score yeah it's a it's a big goal for me for us because uh yeah getting three points back here and also you know I think we saw a bit of of uh 
the real Leicester back today. Um, I think the first half was tough, but second half we played better, and 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 it was a very nice goal. Uh, the, the the combination before was very good, and and yeah, it's, it's a big, it's a very big goal. For me. In terms of your positioning, what's changed under Dean Smith from from Brennan Rodgers? Uh, He's not it depends shit. on the game. Um, uh, normally, on that one, I, I should stay behind and 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 only Vic can go. But yeah, I saw that. Uh, I think it was uh, Buba was there to cover, so so I said I'm gonna go and yeah, right ball, right time. So it's great. We saw what it meant to you and to the fans to win the game. Uh, how important do you think the three points are for the for the mood, for the whole mood of the the club? Yeah, very big. Uh, I think before the game we had lot, lots of doubts and and uh, it's a very different atmosphere now after the game. Um, so, yeah, it's a big boost, but it's not because we won today that uh, we're out. So we need to do the same on on, on uh, Tuesday. So. It's going to be a, a huge game, a big atmosphere at, at Ellen Road. What, what can you take from the first two matches under Dean Smith into that trip to West Yorkshire? Yeah, we had some some good plays. Um, I think I think the second half against Man City was was also very good. So so yeah, um, so far it's been good, and and I uh, hope it will continue like that. Can I ask what what it's like as a defender to train under John Terry, who you know I'm sure when you were growing up watching watching football um, must have been one of your idols. Yeah, it's it's big, um, uh, but. Uh, I think when you speak to him, he's not, you know, he's not being the the big guy that you know. He's very nice. He's he's laughing. He's so it's good. It's a good relationship, and then you know he brings us the his his um, yeah his experience, his some tips, and and it's it's been great so far. And and as a group now, you go to Leeds outside of the bottom three. I guess the message is we we have to stay there between now and the end of the season. Yeah, we know uh, if we win, we we go in front of them as well. So, so it's good too. Um, yeah, the whole season we, the 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 message was we're too good to be there, and now now it's more like we're we're trying to hunt hunt the, the teams above us, and and yeah, it's a different mentality, and, and maybe it's going to be better for us. And as a club. Leicester have had some very good days at Leeds in the past. Do you look back on those on those previous victories as a group as well? No, uh, I think yeah, it's different times, different different players, and yeah, they've had another manager. We we did the same, so we just have to watch what they did the last few games, what what we can do to to hurt them, and and that's it. I mean, I'm going to be honest here. It's not his first language. It was a bit. <laughs> Come on, cheer it up a little bit. But look, the guy scored a goal, and I'm going to. Move, well, I'm just watching the time, so I'm going to move straight on because you have remembered to do something this week. Exactly, you couldn't have timed that any better. I um, <laughs> got them across, have... didn't I? You have put your um, player ratings through. Um, I was going to compare these to, to John, but I think, uh, not to John, to Jordan at the Mercury, but I think pretty much you, you, you agree. Um, let's just quickly run through a group. I mean, Eva Sun 
what a save at the end. Let's give him credit for that. Yeah, it's why I gave him an eight. I mean, again, Dean Smith said it about the second half again in Man City. It was pretty much the entirety of the nine minutes. He didn't have a lot to do, but you know what? All you can ask of a goalkeeper in that, in that sort of scenario is when you have something to do, you do it well. And if I was to have put a little one or two lines underneath each rating to explain, I would have basically put, he stopped Wolves taking a share of the spoils with a fantastic save. Yeah. Um, deserved to be in Alan Shearer's banner of the match. Did you know that? He's on Alan Shearer's team of the week. No Cags, though. Yeah. Justice for Cags, but yes, deserved <laughs> a mate. I think Everson and Castagna were the two that were in, weren't they? Yeah, they were. They were. Um, now, I, I was on Ant's channel last night. Uh, I'm going to be doing a weekly show with him. Well, every week, obviously, that's the idea of a weekly show. And I've got to say that that is very much a pro Everson anti Ward channel. And he, he put a totally unbiased. Um, poll out uh, asking sort of who was the better goalkeeper and who should stay until the end of the season and I did call him Robert Mugabe because I think it was a fixed a fixed poll because he didn't include Smithies and, and he is you know part of the squad and should be included so I actually call that that poll I know he's not watching now but I call that poll in void and that that poll is void and uh, but look <sighs> Was Ward that bad, or has Everson just look? The change needed to be made. People are saying, uh, and I think I don't know who it was earlier. Uh, um, I think it might have been Terry was saying on, on, on a comment on one of the videos that was it again Rogers being stubborn and not admitting he'd made a mistake in, in, in dropping Ward sooner. Have we stumbled on the fact that Everson is maybe the better of the two? I don't think there's actually, and people are going to go laugh at me here and or pop don't if you're eating food stop stop eating swallow your food so you don't choke on your food while saying this i don't think there's much difference between the pair of them the yeah. the biggest difference they've had in their time in 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 between the sticks as last as number one is with the greatest respect and, I, and again i'm happy to see both of them play and do well for us so it does and there's no favoritism for me on either one of them because this is why Right, we have seen some man of the match performances by Ward this season, and he has faced what has felt like at times thirty shots a game. Let's be real. You look at some of our results; he's at least faced fifteen, sixteen shots, and that's just on target. We're not talking in total. He's had a lot to, to deal with. He's had a team making capitulation mistakes after mistakes. Iverson, due to the new manager. Uh, a better structure, a little bit of stability with Sutar in January, granted. Um, but he's had less of a bombardment, if you will. Mm. They've both had their shining moments. I'm just pleased whoever's in goal is playing well. And right now, I think there's no reason to drop Iverson. No, no. What, he's what, what, season, yeah, he's got that. to be. He has to be. You can't drop somebody to then give somebody a good run in a team to drop them again, it'd mess things up. But would I be fearful of my life if I saw Ward in the team? No, because I know Ward can be capable of good performances and maybe, unfortunately for Ward, the change in system, the change in management came too late. Had Dean Smith been there when Ward was still number one, he might have stuck with him and we may have seen a different Ward and people would have appreciated Ward better. But yeah, 
deserve credit when it's due, and yeah. that's and why he gets right. I think we're going to get if we stay up. I think we are looking at a new goalkeeper coming in. Pot anyway, in my opinion. Oh, let's have a look at yeah. the back four. Sorry, I'm just watching the time now, Brad. The back four. Yeah, uh, you got your man of the match in there. You agreed with Alan and a lot of other people. Uh, you got three sevens, and I've got to say, R.I.P. to the gentleman of um, of Strictly Len Goodman. Uh, talking of seven, who was passed away today. So R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, let's hope he's gone to seventh heaven. Um, but you yeah. got Soyuncu there at nine. Um, we've, we've we've touched on him earlier, but yeah, a deserved for me, a deserving man of the match. Ran, ran yeah. the ball, and he actually ran into the. Into the, a defender in the opposition half. I mean, not, not only Castagna, but Sonchi was doing it as well. Yeah, I mean, prior to Cags's exclusion from the squad, Maguire, the French Voldemort, JJ. Yes, I know he's a left wing back, but he was the same. We had, we we have lacked a driving force in that defence. And I know Wild Faze did it for a little bit, but I, I have noticed that Wild Faze is probably better if he's a bit more reserved. Um, mm -hmm. So it's good that he had Cags alongside him to do that. A little bit hypocritical of myself, but I'm going to take uh, onus on the fact that he's a man of match and a rating should stand out because normally I say centre-back pairings, if you have a good game, deserve the same rating. I've got I to give him a I was going to mention that. <laughs> but I can't give two man of the matches. So to make a standout one, he, in my opinion, he deserved the nine. But the bat line did a very solid job, very good all round. And that's why the rest of them all got the same with, with, with yeah. sevens. Yeah. I want to highlight Sumari there, seven. Um, I mean, it wasn't, it was for him, it was outstanding and probably. I'd probably go as far as saying his best game that he's played for us, and if he would go that far. But we've always said that we haven't had that midfield enforcer. No, we've lacked we needed the Conte. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, is is this is that or could that be Samari? It could be. Like I said, he's got the physique to be that bully, no nonsense. He does remind me of um, Fernandinho, Yaya Torre in that sense, because that's what they did for Man City, didn't they? That um, uh, he he um, that, that, that he kind of bullied them off the ball. He got in the face. He kind of had like an aggressive scrawl about uh, about them. Yeah. It was a little bit quiet in the first half, and I think maybe maybe you no know, Dean Smith went go out there. Go out there and show that strength you've got. And that's where the performance came from. He would have, had Cags not been so brilliant, he was my second for man of the match in terms of what he did. And I know I gave Iverson an eight, but I would, had Samari been a full 90 minutes like that, he would have been an eight as well. But yeah, yeah that's the idea. That Kante S style player with a bit more muscle behind him, he could be one for the future. Definitely, definitely. We we need that aggression. You know, we need somebody that will stand there and go, yeah, "Ain't coming past me, mate." And you exactly. know, we both we both love Mendy, but you know, let's be honest with you, you could you could pole vault over him, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, he's got that stature. You know, like come on, then if you want, if you think you can do it. Um, yeah. Talking about coming on and doing it, Vardy again. He's taken criticism from the pair of us. This this the. Uh, this season, despite the fact that, you know, he's Boris's uh, poster boy. Uh, but he did what he used to do in that first half. 
that was the first time we have seen him make that sort of run. That, that uh, he earned that penalty. Yes, you know he, he clearly trod on, and it was a penalty. Um, but you know this season he would not have been making that run to earn that penalty, would he? No, uh, and uh, apologies to whoever it was that put the comments up. I don't know if it was Nate or Brookline. I know it was an orange bad. But they basically said, talking about Dean Smith, he had Vardy playing on the shoulder of the last man. It's where mm. the goal came from. You saw Ian Atro just waited and waited, and he played that pass. Uh, and I, you know, talk about past people moan about it, but how did Danny Drinkwater used to link up with Vardy? He didn't play it to Vardy directly. He played it in an area because he knew Vardy was running there. And yeah. that's what happened with Ian Atcho for the penalty. Vardy wasn't in that position. He played the ball to that position because he knew that's where Vardy was running to. Was and that's Inacho the sort of... The ball through? I'm, not, I'm 90% sure, sure yeah. it was Ian Atcho. Yeah, I, Someone I, might I, correct I, me. I, I'm not 100%. If anybody knows, but I think it was Ian Atcho that, that played that yeah. through. What a ball through, though. It was because he gets it. He, he gets the. He gets it past the guy who's kind of shadowing that direct pass. Mm. He puts it between the defender. He he puts it in an area as well that's so inch perfect because the goalkeeper has to come out and get it, but he knows that if he doesn't get it, it's a penalty. And I will give credit here to their goalkeeper Jose Sar. He put his hands up to apologise, and he didn't even argue. He knew it was a penalty. He kind of went, no, I didn't mean it. Ah, right, yeah, fair, it's a penalty. I did. He didn't argue. You know what some keepers do? They get in the referee's face and start giving it order. No, 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 no. He was like, ah, knackers. Yeah. I've caught yeah. him. I know. So fair play to the goalkeeper. But like you said, roll back the clock for Jamie Vardy there. You know, yeah. maybe he wasn't past it. Maybe we just uh, stopped playing him to how we should to. Who knows, Chris? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I want to ask about Dewsby Hall, because Elsley FC is just coming. Good evening. Um, and it says, interesting you've given KDH a decent rating. Do you think he's got his performance better since that red card? Yeah, I do. I think maybe, I think maybe to quote a song, I think it's Song 41, that starts off with maybe he's trying closer, and maybe he's trying too hard, and maybe Dewsby Hall being his best was closer than it was too far. Oh, yes, I managed to figure out the lyrics in my head in a way there. Lost, no, I don't even did. know the song, so you've lost me anyway, you know. Yeah. Um, um, well, there you go. <laughs> but no, I mean, like I said, he was he was trying to show the right intent, but he was going about it all the wrong way. And that's why he ultimately got that second yellow and missed the game because of the, his red card he got in that game. And I think Dean Smith utilised him well. He yeah. went, you come on, take that free roam, and do what you do best. I don't want you playing central defensive. I don't want you running around like a headless chicken, not seeing the ball. You, you, you get fine. Hope you got a no to Leicester for life. Yeah. Mother. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was an improvement. And this is how I try and do these ratings. I try and base it on how have they bettered themselves from the last few games. And 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 it was a substitute appear, appearance that was forced on him because Vardy he didn't want to risk him. Yeah. I mean. How 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 do you make a word character go from a negative to a positive? I don't know it's genius, but anyway, he took Vardy off. He pr and he praised him. Well done. He said, "You've done more than enough this off. Well done. You've done what we needed you to do. Don't risk yourself, Kieran. Go out there and show me yeah. what I've asked you to do." Yeah. And he did that. So yeah, deserved a seven for me. Maybe 
as an because I think you know as an impact so he he had a great impact. Uh, he gave yeah. that like, say that extra bite in midfield and moving forward as well. Uh, I just I know you as a we, we say it all the time. You're not a lover of stats. I am, but and it's my show, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to put this up and we'll, we'll we'll leave one more question after this. But I just want to go bring this up because not for the fact of comparing it that we had 15 shots, they had 16 shots. We had 15 shots, eight of which were on target. Do you know, we went, was it was it nearly two games without having actually a shot? Um, uh, and, or, yeah. and not just on target, having a shot. 15 in one game, <laughs> that's more than we, we, we probably put together and about five with, the, with um, you know, Brenda. I mean, that... <laughs> If you somebody a lot a lot wiser than me said, um, and it's very Owen esque. It was actually somebody. It was it was on the BBC website. Um, Join the watch along, and I quoted it, and I can't remember who it was, but it was an ex player. Um, Jermaine Bedford. Yes, it could well have been. It could well have been, and he said, um, "You're not going to score goals if you don't have shots." And I think yeah, that is definitely bloody obvious. Yeah. But yeah. Obviously not obvious. Obviously not obvious to Brendan, you know, because that I just I've just got to put that up just for the fifteen, for the yeah. fifteen shots we had. Well, I, I mean, I just want to add to that, Chris. I mean, we're on the same page. It's scary. You need to start reading a different book to me, otherwise people are going to say we agree <laughs> yeah, too I'm much. I'm agreeing with Ant. I'm agreeing with you. Well, I'm, I'm, I know. Time to change. It's a different I world. Retire, living. I retire and I'm mellow. <laughs> That's what's happened. <laughs> That's what it is, Chris. Retirement yeah. does that to you. Yeah. But no, it's not just the shots we had. Them shots on target. We probably had more shots on target in that one game than we had in the previous eight. I mean, we scored more goals in the last two games than we had in the previous eight because we got one against... Uh, was it, Did we score one against Villa? We got one against Brentford and, mm. you know, so... God, it just tells you the difference. It's almost like we were missing aggressive attacking play and that simple fix is what's caused it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I can't, I can't fathom that managing, managing a football club is so easy to change the, their right. attitude and performances, but it clearly, it clearly has, Chris, because like you said, not just shots, but the shots on target are eight times yeah. better than they have been. Yes. Yeah. And, um, everybody says, well, look, you know, he's gone now, let it go. We've moved on from Brendan. And yes, I, I, I accept we have, but just get ready for this tomorrow. Catch up with the BBC's Tuesday Talking Point. Every Tuesday from Leicester till I die TV. Only on the BBC's Leicester City webpage. My South African friend there, just in case you're wondering. Um, and I, I, I'm actually putting a bit, and I, I, do, I can't read it out because you've got to see it on the website tomorrow. But uh, one line in it is, West Ham, don't do it. And that's just a friendly, I know Richard was in earlier, but that's just a friendly warning if you are thinking about it at the end of the season. Uh, we're going to call it an end now because we have got, obviously, a show coming up at 9 o'clock, which is the preview. And because we've got so many, you know, the, the match is coming thick and fast and, and it's tomorrow night, we are doing the pre, um, press conference tonight we're going to look at. Um, so that's at 9. And then Brad and Carl, a Leeds fan that's been on the show before, will be joining us to, to preview the game. Very last question 
uh, Brad. Full um, Leeds away tomorrow. Everton home on Saturday, I think it is, is it? Uh, or Sunday, I'm not sure. Or even Monday. Saturday. I think, it's, I think it's... No, it's Monday, isn't it? It's Monday, Monday night. night. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, we've got a weekend off. Um, win those two games, safe. I think it, I think you'd have to say that again. I'm going off my mid-season predictions. Thirty-four points would be enough to keep us up. What mm. that would put us on? What we're on now? Twenty-eight. Oh, no. Twenty-eight. So six more points to that. I can't do maths. It's thirty-four. So mm. it, it would. I, I think it'd be more a case of if, uh, uh, when more than if for Leicester. If you turn that point, of course. You never know with Southampton and Forest and Everton. Well, obviously, we'd, we'd be playing Everton on a Monday night. But mm. if we get in a position where we've got a little bit of a gap before we play Everton that we can't drop into the bottom three, or maybe we've opened up a, a three-point gap, you would like to feel that if you only got to keep your lead of three to four points with four games to go, that we're going to do it. I just couldn't see Southampton or Forest catching us. And then if you beat the team that's... 17th, you know, 18th, you open a gap between them. I, yeah, I, I, I would like to say we're safe. I think that it's because it's Leeds and Everton. I think if those two games were, let's say, uh, Palace and West Ham, no, we still need to mm. get more points. But because it's, it's a six-point thing, isn't it? We're taking, we're taking yeah. three points, but we're also stopping them getting three points. And that's why I yeah. think, you know, we, yeah. um, it, we, we, if we you, can do it. Yeah, if you if you come to about quarter to ten or whatever time it'll be when we finish on a Monday night and Leicester are five points clear of Forest and four points clear of Everton, you, you you're asking a team that haven't been able to do it all season to overturn, you know. Yeah. Sit, you know, they've got to win two games and we've got to lose two games in four. We've it's not got coming up. Let's not, you know, at Newcastle. Paul and West Ham in between that and a dodgy Liverpool, more dodgy than a curry from a house at one in the morning. You know, <laughs> I, 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 if we, if we honestly beat Leeds, yeah, if we, if we honestly beat Leeds and Everton and even a point at Fulham, I'd still say it's a decent point. I think Fulham um, is, is winnable. No Mitrovic that, at the moment. Well, yeah. The, the last two games that they've won were Leeds and Everton. Before that, they lost to West Ham. They lost to Bournemouth and they yeah. lost to Arsenal. But their form is very much in the mix. Liverpool, I thought after that 6-1 drubbing of um, of, 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 of Leeds, I thought, whoa, shite. But then look at the, the performance against mm. Forest. They were, Forest gave them a good run for the money. So Yeah, uh, they did. We, at least we're talking like this. I think if um, yes. the bell end was still ringing, I think we wouldn't be having these sort of conversations. Brad, no, we thank you so much. Um, yeah, Terry, I, I fancy a point against Fulham at least. Um, you're going to be back with us uh, just after nine o'clock. But just tell people, your details are in the description below, but tell people where they can find you. Oops. No, that would be right. They can, that find, would be, that would be they can find me in the backstage room because he gets sick <laughs> of me being here. No, you can find me. You can find me on um, on Facebook. You know, all you have to do is look for this ugly mug with the name Brad. You'll soon find it. It's holding a Premier League trophy. So for you non-Leicester fans, it's a big giant thing with a crown on top of it. Um, but for you Leicester fans, you know what I look like holding it. Um, 
uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Full Time Focus, um, which is not the BBC show that I thought it was. Uh, but yeah, my Twitter handle is at Full Time Focus, and my YouTube channel is Top Ten Battles. So yeah, show your support to this channel first. Chris is doing amazing. Try and get him to two thousand uh, subs. So hit the subscribe button here and the like button to this show if you've enjoyed it. You are even if you not just like it. Yes, we, we don't care whether you like it or not. Just support us. <laughs> but uh, thanks very much, mate. I will see you back at night. Nip off and get some food. I'm going to do the same. Take care. Yeah, we'll do, mate. Cheers for having us on. Bye-bye. Top 10 battles. Check it out. The description is in the link below. Always is for every show for Brad. Um, and we will be back. Yes. <laughs> I'll be back um, with this. Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. It is the um, review preview show, Leeds United, 9 o'clock, with the press conference uh, from Mr. Dean Smith. And um, we will, that was held earlier today, 10 o'clock this morning. It completely threw me out. <laughs> I think we're still in bed. Um and, of course, like I say, we'll get a Leeds fan joining us as well. Can we get another three points? Do you know what? I have a feeling it is going to go down to the wire. But, fingers crossed, we can get another three points tomorrow night. And that will just put the icing on the cake for the weekend, won't it? Um, I will see you later. And now it's over to my favourite lady. Because thank you for watching. Thank you for listening if you've been on um, the podcast. And thank you very much for joining in the chat. We really do appreciate it. Uh, smash the likes and subscribe if you're new. It really does help the channel out an awful lot. Uh, this has been LTID TV from Lester Till I Die. And this, like I can say, it's my favourite lady. What can I say? Good night. These videos are so dreamy. Please like and subscribe and don't forget to click the notification bell this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans that will conclude this evening's entertainment The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans <laughs>